Hello and welcome to Into the Script, a podcast made by enthusiastic screenwriters for those who like to delve into the mechanics of storytelling. I am Livio Maynard and with me is Tom Azevedo. I like to be called Mr. Specs. Hello, Tom. Hey, Livio. This, this episode, we're going to be uh, going into the script of uh, Manchester by the Sea, written by Kenneth Lonergan. Uh, he was nominated by an Academy Award for his screenplay for this movie. And... Um, be advised, this episode obviously contains a lot of spoilers. We're gonna uh, go into the script and we're gonna talk about stuff that happens in the film. So if you haven't watched the movie, please watch the movie, get your own thoughts together and re- listen to the rest of the episode and tell us what you think. Uh, what do you think of the film and the script, Tom? Well, uh, at first when I saw Manchester by the Sea, I was a little bit, you know, thinking it was... Uh, a guy from Boston goes to Manchester, England. So when I first started watching the film, I watched the film first and then I read the screenplay after. And uh, I got to say that what I saw on the page, I saw on the screen. So Kenneth definitely uh, put only his words on the screen and, and he portrayed it very well. Uh, I did... I did enjoy the overall theme of the story, but I I thought it could have been done a little a lot quickly, and uh, maybe maybe the movie didn't speak uh, so much, you know, towards me. But it was uh, definitely a good performance from from all the actors. Although I still think it was uh, a little too melodramatic for my taste. Uh, what's the What's what's the logline for this movie? The official logline for the movie, according to IMDb, is an uncle is asked to take care of his teenage nep- teenage nephew after the boy's father dies, which I thought was very it was was kind of an understatement to what the movie is really about. But it's a good logline. Is um, is a good logline for for what I've for what I've been what I've been. Reading and researching a logline is most effective when the character is is uh is not passive, is actually acting on something. So this logline the character is, is being passive, is an uncle is asked to take care of his teenage nephew. But it's it's still a good logline because it it you know it Yeah, uh, it shows you it shows you what the movie's about, even though yeah, it doesn't really touch anything on the dramatic part of it. Uh, it just says after the father dies and the uncle doesn't really explain who the uncle is. And I think this is something that adds, you know, uh, the whole complexity. So uh, in Manchester by the Sea, Casey Affleck plays Lee Chandler, a kind of a antisocial, bitter janitor that is given unwanted guardianship of his teenage nephew after the death of his brother. So he has, a, a, in the story, there's a, the secret that it's not uh, it's not really obvious at first. You you don't really catch it at first that there's something wrong with him. Maybe for me, when I watched it, it felt like this guy is like bitter and rude to everyone because he's a bit of an asshole, and you know everyone has issues and problems and stuff that didn't go right in their lives, and that's how they turn out. And I felt like this was the case with his character. I didn't feel like there was like this major thing that happened to him. But we learn later on that um, 
there's actually a tragedy in his life and that's what kind of drove him drove him to be so antisocial and you know wipe away all the emotions of his life and avoid commitment which I think it's what do you think of the theme what do you think the theme of the movie was well I felt uh, I felt the theme was definitely um, you know acceptance and and uh, pretty much taking responsibility or a restart in in general but uh it was mostly a relationship kind of drama that deals a lot with you know family and the relationship um and i just felt that the theme overall was was you know uh from casey affleck's or or lee's part was pretty much just uh accepting the tragedies from the past and and accepting you know the responsibilities of the future even though this wasn't exactly what happened in the film i think i think the theme was was more um a, a fear of commitment like it has to deal with commitment like casey affleck he doesn't want to commit to any kind of social life or any com kind of romantic you know having a family i agree and uh the kid also has he, he, the kid also doesn't want to commit he has two girlfriends and he doesn't want to commit to one girlfriend and um even the the mother of the kid played by gretchen mall uh the character's name is elise she doesn't want to commit to her old life and she changes or you know becomes like uh, this evangelical and i think the overall theme of the film is sphere of commitment and you know acceptance and you know uh, this acceptance of guilt and uh going on with your life um what did you think of the structure of the the screenplay i thought the it's it's a non-linear structure it's it goes back and forth in time you know the story progresses and then it's intercut by flashbacks and the way the way it was done it was it's really confusing at first because the flashbacks they don't have they are not like the in the screenplay is really well defined because you have you know it's written eight years ago seven years ago seven years in the future but present yeah present but in the, in the movie it doesn't have any indication that this is a different timeline or a different yeah the transitions actually got me uh, a little pissed off because sometimes you know it was a <coughs> melodramatic moment you know uh the first moment that i remember that it was a um a flashback i think it was when he got he got the call that his brother joe joe was uh passed away and just before you know as he goes on the journey to go see his brother or see the body he just goes back to a flashback to Joe's original problem and what was his disease and, and what was his condition, which I, I felt honestly totally unnecessary. I think they could have dropped that flashback, even though it was a good moment to show, you know, how the family was a united family, a very Irish, Catholic, uh, Massachusetts family that, you know, has... You know, uh, they're very Irish. They fight w with themselves. And uh, even in a moment of such tragedy and knowing that he had a, you know, like a serious life-threatening 
disease. He was joking with the doctor and joking with with um, the family members, and the wife was the only one that was so pissed off. And and so I I think that was mostly to show the unity that the family had, but it didn't really carry the story forward because, well, we know that he passed away. I just felt very annoyed with all the flashbacks because it was a... I- I disagree. The first flashback, no, not the first one, but the one where he's in the hospital. I think the the flashbacks in this movie they work sort of in a way of giving context to what is being unfolded, right? So in the present, yeah. The flashback that you're referring to, the, he's in the elevator with the doctor, and he's remembering. He's saying, you know, Doctor Bethany, she was really good to him. Like she was, she was really good to his brother. And the doctor agrees, and then we jump into a flashback with no warning, no, you know, it kind of uh, takes you by surprise because you don't really know what's going on. You know it's a flashback because you see that his brother is alive. Um, but it was a good introduction of the wife, the the character of Elise, because you can see that she uh, she's really impatient and she's not really understanding of the whole situation. And... Um, I I don't know that if that flashback is before or after the tra- tragedy with Lee. It feels like it's before the tragedy. It was before. It was before the tragedy. Yeah. Uh, Lee's family, we only Lee's family is not there. Yeah, Lee's it's only by twenty six minutes, twenty five minutes that we learned that Lee had a family with. No, two... no, but the, the, that flashback in the hospital. Yeah. I think it was after the tragedy because I remember that. The the Elise, the the Joe's wife, she stands up and she's really pissed off and she says, you know, not all of us can be like you. And she she stops mid sentence as she was going to say something that she was going to regret later. So I think that was referring to Elise's tragedy, but maybe maybe I don't know that wasn't really clear to me. Yeah, um, I think I think Lee's tragedy was more of a midpoint. I thought it was more in the midpoint when that happened. Um, looking over the script here. What what's the um? Okay, let's go over some 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 elements here. The opening image, it was very very clear. That was Lee and Patrick, uh, younger a younger version of Lee and Patrick, the nephew. They were playing on the fish boat and fishing boat, and Joe is is uh is also in the fishing boat, and they're sort of joking around and playing. That was a good opening scene. Great family, and it kind of sets the mood to what you're gonna watch—a family movie. Yeah. And... and right after that, without any warning and anything like any uh, sort of uh, lettering, nothing. We just jump into a setup, which is Lee. We see Lee's routine. He's fixing leaks, toilets, and she is shoveling snow. And we can see it's a hardworking but extremely simple life. Um, he's really rude with tenants. He's, he's a bitter, bitter guy, and he ignores flirts. And there's a girl that clearly like throwing herself at, at, at him, and he just ignores her and shrugs her off. And uh, he picks fights with apparently no reason because people are looking at him. So the setup was really good because we see there's something really wrong with this guy, but. I couldn't feel like there was something that that was something that because of something that happened to him in the past it was just because I thought it was this guy's just an asshole and kind of a you know remember the uh, remember uh, as good as it gets Jack Nicholson yep like he was he was a character he was an asshole 
there is nothing that happened to him specifically. He was just he was bad a bad guy. He was an asshole with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh well it's it's funny to connect the two. Even though I don't know how, you know, I guess it's Jack Nicholson that does an amazing job being, you know, an unlikable, likable character. Uh Casey Affleck in this case with the holy uh character, I didn't really like him and throughout the film I didn't continue to like him because he you know at moments when I thought he was gonna get his shit together that's when he you know just flipped out again started drinking got into a bar fight so I felt okay like when is this guy going to mature and I guess it is in a way uh, also talking about maturity or yeah the whole commitment responsibility which he as a handyman taking care of people's problems uh and not taking care of his own problems is is something already so, yeah and one of one of the ways that the the Kenneth Lonergan he uh least character likable was introducing a little bit of humor for example the, when he goes to the hospital and everyone is trying to be really respectful and saying you know uh, we're sorry for your loss we called you from the hospital and he he just says, oh, fuck this. And everyone goes oh, quiet. And then he takes a long beat and then says, sorry about that. And everyone, oh, okay, no worries. No, yeah, that was that was a kind of fun, funny moment. And it's relatable. We, we, I, I kind of, I liked them. I laughed and I, mm -hmm. I, I liked the character because he made me laugh. So even though he was a bit of an asshole to everyone else, I think, I thought it was good, good strategy to, and that teaches us a lot because, you know, if you have a character that he's an asshole to everyone, he can still be likable. Just make him, you know, make, make some jokes, you know, make him funny yeah. in a way. Yeah, and another device that they used was, you know, give him a shitty job or, or a job that, you know, he, he feels, you know, that you watch and you, you feel sorry for the guy because he's, uh, he's cleaning toilets and everything. And... Uh, and even his his uh throughout the film you know he and patrick pretty much go through the relationship building and they they reconnect even though the story keeps on throwing flashbacks to explain present present stories i felt uh going back to structure again it was very non-linear um they um kenneth kenneth wrote the story with you know the idea to um tell a story with and then tell the origin of that story right after and for me that just you know it it is a slow paced move uh slow paced movie and it it continues to go you know uh slowly and then you just jump into a flashback so then i just felt like okay this is this has got to to stop when i was 1 hour in i was just wondering when is this movie going to end? When is this? I guess it's not very uh, professional on my part analyzing a film. But for me and as a viewer, I was just I was just saying, OK, get to the point already. And it was tough getting to, you know, you would see only Casey Affleck or Lee just running away from responsibilities or not wanting the the guard. Yeah, to commit. Commit. That's yeah. the theme. That's that's I'm going to. I'm going to try and change your mind here. 
throughout okay. the, the the course of this episode. Let's okay, see. do it. Hey, oh, so challenge so after, accepted. After the setup, we have things stated, and that was for me. That was pretty much obvious. We already went to the theme. It's it's lack of commitment and commitment and fear of commitment. Uh, every pretty much every single major character in this movie has some sort of uh, fear to commit to something. Yeah. Uh, that's a big theme of the movie, from in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so after the theme stated, the catalyst. What was the catalyst? I think it was the phone call, when Lee got the phone call, saying, uh, you know, with the news that his brother had passed away. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. that prompted him to go into the hospital and go to Manchester, from, and from there everything followed. Like he had to visit his his, his nephew. And take his nephew to read the will, and for me that was the catalyst. Was the the phone call that he got that his brother has his brother had passed away. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Definitely, that's what drove the story forward. He got out of his comfort zone, which is Boston, with his career and job, and uh, low. You know, not really showing up in the world, just living in a in a ba in a basement and everything, and then. You know, just showed a lot of the flashbacks showed how Joe was always the one that gave him support. And he was always, you know, not really caring about how life was and etc. He was very damaged. And only later we find out why. Right. Yeah. Which was kind of annoying. And too. That, that's exactly when the debate happens. The debate after the catalyst, which is. The debate comes with the with the big reveal of the story, which is Lee's tragedy. So right when he takes his nephew to read the will and he finds out that he's gonna have to be his guardian, there's this lengthy flashback that goes into what happened to Lee in the past that made him so bitter and antisocial and afraid of making new commitments, and that was the accident with him being drunk and lighting the house on fire and killing his whole his family kids. pretty much yeah yeah he had three little he had two children, daughters and a baby and they all passed away in the in the fire the house caught fire and he lost his kids yeah uh that goes into a lengthy flashback and it goes back and forth while he's still debating to take guardianship of his nephew and that's pretty much the debate. It's like he's he's afraid of making commitments and having a new family, and he doesn't want to take care of anyone. He doesn't he doesn't even take care of himself. And that's the, pretty much the debate. He that was a pretty lengthy scene. Yeah, that's true. It it totally shows him, you know, going from uh, a family guy to explaining why he's such a loner now. I wasn't shocked with with the whole tragedy. Wasn't I, it was you. I was okay. I was totally in shock. I I didn't even imagine that he had a family. I was annoyed by the the way that it was presented. How he had a family, and then maybe ten minutes later or fifteen minutes later, then the whole family just died. And I felt that that was so tragic. And but that's the and, structure of the reveal, right? I mean, yeah. we don't we didn't know we had no idea that he had such a big family before, like three kids, and then. It shows the family, and then a few minutes later, the whole family is dead. That's 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 part of the shock. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I just uh, watching it. I was the 
I don't know, maybe it was the whole number of kids that passed away or, or something, but for me, it just felt a little forced and a little formulaic to have such a, a tragedy just to, in a way, uh, make your character likable again. So you understand that he's a dick because he lost his family, but then again, you don't really care for him because it is his fault, so... It is, but but it felt bad for the for the whole. Thing. He 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 tried to kill himself, and he lost you know not only his family, he lost his wife, let uh, you know, abandon him, and he tried to kill himself, and it was pretty bad. Like his life is, like hit rock bottom. No, I would and, understand. Uh, yeah. It's it's like it's the whole thing was structured in a way that made sense. It's not it's not gratuitous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think I'm trying to think of ways that this could be introduced different than what it was. And I think if we have seen, we had seen this family previously, you know, eventually we would figure out that something went wrong with this family and that made him really a bitter guy. So by introducing his family and then a few minutes later, like killing everyone off, and you know that that's only not only has a shock value, but it also brings us to you know it gives us the sense that this was really terrible, like how bad this was. Because yeah, in gives... one minute he had a big family, and then the other minute he was he had pretty much caused the death of his kids. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely the backstory that we needed to know where he was coming from. Uh, still, I just thought that the tragedy was way too large, uh, and, and I don't know, it just made me dislike the character even more, and just his lack of attitude, or I guess, I don't know, I think I would imagine you'd be even more messed up than he, what he was, you know, hmm. but, like, I would imagine he wouldn't socialize, he wouldn't... Yeah, he doesn't socialize. He has issues, and he he's afraid of you know, meeting women and and creating a new family, and especially now with his uh, nephew, it was definitely something that kept uh, you know kept that was his hope to connect to family again and and bring light to you know life, I guess, for him. Again, you know, having family and taking care of somebody. And still, by the end of the film, he totally doesn't do that. He just, you know, wants to connect from time to time, but he doesn't want, he doesn't want to commit. So he yeah. doesn't really have a full arc of, you know, uh, he, he does say, you know, you can come visit, but I'm not going to be your legal guardian. You should be with your mother, which makes sense. Yeah, but still, for his for his whole character arc, you know, he he should have you know done something. He was very relaxed throughout the the film, even though like yes, he went through a lot. And uh, but that's the whole thing. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's how the character is, and that's why the story needs to go forward so he can change, right? Like in a structural point of view. Yeah. If he just. If he just accepted the guardianship, we wouldn't have a story. The story would be that takes us into uh, break into two, which is uh, him, you know, saying, uh, "Heck, yeah, I'll do that." Okay, but he takes the guardianship, but he doesn't want to take care of the nephew. He takes guardianship because 
not because he wants to, but because he doesn't want the kid to go back to his mother, which we later on find out that she was really, really bad parent. And because his brother hated the, the kid's mother so much because she was alcoholic and she apparently made a lot of mistakes and Joe Chandler, the, the brother, didn't want the kid to go back to his mother. So that's why Lee takes up the responsibility. But really, he just he doesn't want to commit again. We go back to the thing. He yeah. wants the kid to move to Boston instead of moving to Ma him moving to Manchester. And that's the whole theme again, like going, you know, in a circle in the movie. Like he doesn't want to commit to the life of, you know, taking care of his nephew. Yeah, and and you can see even in in the story once his uh, ex-wife meets him right close to the end, or or uh, maybe three quarters in the film, in um, he sees his ex-wife and she had a a baby. We don't really know with whom, but she just moved on in the relationship and she had a kid. But then she she says, you know, how she she still loved him even though the whole problems happened and and she kind of apologizes for him because she she probably talked a lot uh about him you know negatively that's what she says you know and i just felt that this was uh, and even then with his whole whole action was you know i can't deal with this right now and he runs away which totally understandable for somebody that committed such a mistake in life I have a question for you. This 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 story has a B story. Does this movie has a B story? Well, I, I I think it would be the whole relationship with his with his nephew and seeing maybe the, the similarities between him and his but nephew. Then the the relationship between him and his nephew is the the is the story. It's not the B story, right? I think the B story would be maybe his relationship to his ex-wife and the way that she, you know, oh, yeah. in the end she forgives, you know, she asks for his forgiveness for all the things that she said. And, you know, I thought that the B story would be him and the, and the, and the lady, you know, the mother of the nephew's girlfriend. Yeah. Nope. And it didn't happen, which I personally love. I love that, uh, Kenneth Lonergan made that decision because, it's not it's it would be such a cliche you know to have the guy fall in love with you know having a romantic relationship the character is what the character is and i love that he didn't make the decision of going going along you know going forward with that romantic relationship between the guy and that yeah it didn't really fit the script and and <clears throat> just having that whole situation of whenever he is with the mother and he doesn't even talk to the woman for like half an hour that shows how you know he's he's not really looking into a relationship or or even trying to build a new family it just shows him being himself and and still not see that's another strong point of the script because the character is is what the character is it doesn't there is no room for you know why did he do this why did he do that he is he doesn't want to commit to anything and he has a chance like more than once he has a chance to you know uh the the woman the girl's mother she invites him over for dinner he refuses and then the kid asks him to spend some time with the, the mother and he kind of 
he kind of goes, but, you know, saying, oh, I don't want to do this. But he goes and then he doesn't say anything. He doesn't, you know, there is no room for uh, ambiguous uh, behavior. Yeah. You know, the character yeah. is what the character is. And he's very, he's a very strong character in my he's opinion. He's a code character. Yeah, definitely. I think he, he, he's a, he supports, you know, the supports Patrick whenever he's doing anything, you know, oh, I'm going to have a girl over, go ahead, uh, don't tell anyone about, you know, her, if anybody asks, okay, I won't, so he does give a lot of support in that sense, but when it is, you know, supposed to, when he's supposed to act out and, you know, uh, interact with the mother, then he just won't do that, he, he will help out, but he will only do it with whatever makes him feel comfortable. So uh, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a moment of, if you think overall, not looking into the story, but thinking of the whole relationship, uncle that had, you know, a good relationship with the nephew throughout life. He suffered a great deal with his own family and his own story and everything. And then he, now life you know uh, life and death that with things that happen in life that responsibility came to him and it just it's a matter of how you react to it and he was you know not really forgiving of his mistake and afraid of being of making that mistake twice so that's why he stayed the same throughout the story and i was annoyed you know with the whole the story is moving forward, but he's shoveling snow or he's doing this and that. And I just felt like, okay, just get the story going. And just sometimes some some things kept on dragging, you know, dragging, dragging yeah. a lot. What be, what would be the, the fun and games of this film? Like the promise of the premise. I think it seems where uh, Lee tries to make it work with Patrick. But um, he refuses to move to Manchester. You know, they go back and forth. Oh, I don't want to. The kid says, I don't want to move to Boston. And Patrick says, I'm not moving to Manchester. And they are like. Yeah, I think I think the whole fun and games of, of this movie is definitely the family dynamic that even when there is tragedy, you, you can find the, the comedy, uh, even though like it was very tragic for what happened in, in Lee's life. Even uh, Patrick himself, the the nephew, doesn't really, you know, mention that in any moment. Uh, even in his relationship, he doesn't connect to his uncle saying, hey, you're not going to lose me or let's talk about what happened in the past with you. It was just like, just take me. I'm I'm your nephew. My dad wanted it, wanted it this way. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just something that kept on. Uh, going throughout the the film it was just not really let's not talk about the problem in the past so they only left that 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 problem in the past that that mistake only to conclude once he met his wife which makes sense or his ex-wife but still it was just finishing a plot story or or a whole relationship arc that was confusing and i was just waiting for for it a lot sooner and it just kept on going with the whole teenager, teenage boy's life and, and how he's coping with the loss of his father. And and the worst is, you know, his uncle is not even giving him 
<laughs> Guardian support, which is the whole fight for the film, and and that's why maybe that I I didn't connect, or not that I didn't connect, that I didn't like. I thought it could be, could have been a more hopeful scenario, but it wasn't, and that's not the film that that Kenneth wanted to write. But what's so? What's the midpoint in the story? I couldn't. I couldn't think of a midpoint. Can you think of a midpoint to this movie? I don't know. I think the midpoint is. I don't know. I I thought maybe the 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 boat scene or the discussion on the boat, which is definitely something that connects both of them to the story in the long, you know, a lot of moments in the in the movie. I think the decision to keep it or the the whole discussion. Oh, should we keep the boat? No, we're selling the boat. I'm not. Uh, you don't even have a license to drive it. Uh, you're only 16. Uh, that really shows how they're, you know, what they can connect to the past, I guess, what they, they want to maintain from the past. I guess he, I, now thinking about it, I guess uh, Lee does try to run away from the past and from all responsibility, but the boat, which was something that connected Patrick to his father and, and Lee to his father, is something that comes up into the discussion, which is, should we keep it or not? And it needs a new motor. We don't want to spend the money into it. So I think that is a midpoint. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, bad guys close in. I think that moment is when Elise, Patrick's mother, when she starts getting in touch with him, and finally she she convinces him to come over for dinner and discuss you know, life and guardianship. Because... Lee is so Lee hates her so much, and he really doesn't want Patrick to live with her to the point where he hangs up the phone. You know, she she calls and he hangs up on her. Um, he really doesn't want Patrick to go live with his mother for all of the mistakes she made in the past. Which think of coming to think of it now, it's really ironic because Lee also made mistakes in the past, and he doesn't want has trouble accepting the mistakes that he made, and now he doesn't want to forgive. Patrick's mother for all the mistakes that she made and I think that's the moment that's the bad guys close in moment is when Lee is afraid of Patrick being seduced Patrick being seduced uh, to go live with his mother I I'm gonna jump in a little forward here to okay. the whole climax and and the whole situation of you know the ending pretty much I do I don't know about the, the all is lost moment when when you know I think it's definitely when he realized that he just can't deal with uh, Patrick, that he just can't forgive himself. Even when he, his wife said that he loved, his ex-wife said that he loved him and, and that it was okay. And, and not that it was okay, but that she, she was apologizing. So, and that moment that he just can't deal with, I think that was the, the all is lost for him. And even the whole climax, I think it's when Patrick and and him are discussing what's going to happen and, and who's going to be the legal guardian. And then that's when, you know, uh, Lee says, I can't beat what I your mother you. can offer you. Yeah, I agree with the, the The moment where there's a scene where Lee says, I can't beat it. And I was thinking about that scene because I was, what does he mean with I can't beat it? Like, I can't beat it. Yeah. 
because he he gives no indication what he's what he's talking about. But I read an interview with um, Kenneth Lonergan by Jeremy Foster on the rap, and he says that the line "I can't beat it" is pretty much Lee admitting defeat. Like he says, "I can't, you know, I can't shake this off. It's too overwhelming. The guilt is too much, and I can't. I'm never gonna get rid of this, and this is gonna stay with me forever. It's." It's it has become who I am, and that single line I can't beat it. Those four words they say all of this, you know. Yeah, it's that's like true. He's admitting, you know, this is this is me. I, I can't go back to who I was, and I can't do this. I cannot do this. And then they figure out a way to, to make it work. Yeah, which is the surprise. Uh, I mean, the the resolution. Yes, he he Patrick does accept that he's going to live, but then even Lee says that he will he will offer he ended up you know at the the final scene or the two last scenes you do see you know the house goes up for rent uh the kid is moving into is moving in with his mother but uh he does say oh i got an extra room in boston in case you want to visit and and then the last scene the very nice sweet moment of they kept the boat the final image mirrors the the opening image which is which is why I think this the script is so is so like perfectly structured because you have the you know the character arc you no know, he finally accepts commitment he accepts who he is he's not going to go back to being who he was before because the tragedy was so overwhelming but he changes in a way of accepting commitment and accepting you know taking care of his nephew and that that is really well structured the whole story i think it, the script is really neat and yeah uh, i guess for someone that runs away from memories and and from anything that connects him to the past maintaining the boat and 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 that relationship between nephew and uncle going out in the boat even though there is no joe uh that's definitely what maintains them connected to the past and makes them paying back to the midpoint where they were discussing should we keep it should we not uh it definitely gives a a hopeful vibe to the end which i liked it so that's cool so overall what 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 did you think of the script like a few words about the the script as you know a screenplay what did you think the screenplay i i thought it was very descriptive the dialogue is very interesting it, yeah, it, I agree. The dialogue was was terrific. Every scene had uh, interesting dialogue, and and uh, it carried it carried on throughout the script. The description is very well made. It's very the transitions between past and and forward are better, I believe, in the screenplay than in the film. Because in the film, sometimes I was confused if it was father or not that passed away, or if it was the uncle that passed away, because it just I just didn't know where in the timeline it was, and maybe that was just a makeup type of thing. Yeah, that's a decision from the director, but it's it's like strictly speaking of the script, I think it was terrific. It's re- really well structured. The dialogues are terrific. Uh, the character's arc is is perfect. It goes, you know, and closes the cycle. And I think it was an awesome script. I liked it. Yeah. Cool. That's it for this for this episode. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think up. so. If make you like, sure. Yeah, if you like this episode, please make sure you comment. Look us up on Facebook, into the script. Um, leave a comment or, you know, tell us what you thought. Give us suggestions for the next episode. 
Wherever you think comes to your mind, just let us know. Yes. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you. See you next time. See ya.